0: Welcome to the All Digital AM podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on the All Digital AM YouTube channel. Today, my name is Adam Penna Here to continue the conversation in 3D printing and additive manufacturing. Today, maybe you might have seen, hasn't been around too much. No, he hasn't been touring all the podcasts out there in the last uh, six months. But no, I'm, I'm joking. Of course, it's wonderful to have Thuan Tran Pham here today. He is, of course, the chief revenue officer over at Aravo now. But a lot of background. Uh, he's now working with composites, and uh, we're going to get into a conversation about what's been going on with startups across the board, and also a little bit about how he's been doing. Their in this time. So, Twan, wonderful to have you here.
1: I'm super happy to be here. Uh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, wow. I know we're just getting talks going a little bit before this started, and there's a lot going on in the industry right now to be excited about. And wow, you've been a large part of some very big, small startups that became big, you know, and uh, what an amazing journey you've been through. You know, there's a lot of people that shy away from that. You know, They, they won't jump into the startup because of its obvious risks. There's a lot of risks. There's a lot of reward there, too. There's a lot of happening. There's a lot of excitement. Uh, there's a lot of challenges, a lot of disappointments. That's been an amazing journey to watch from the outside. Congrats on that. Congrats on your Dino Award last year. Well deserved. And uh, again, great to have you here. Thank you so much.
1: You, you're too kind. I I'm flattered. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, all good. All good. Yeah. So, you know, talk a little bit about that. You know, we're talking about the evolution of 3D printing. We were just before the call started talking about, you know, the history of even stuff before additive and when 3D printing was kind of picking up pace. And, you know, companies out there like Z Corp, you know, before they became, you know, what was going on with 3D systems and and things like that. You know, that was a a big part of it. You know, looking at some of those uh, prototyping printers out there that were kind of taking over the market and making things happen. What was that like for you back then? Getting involved and and your passion that brought you to that part of the industry. Um, so it it was kind of a little bit by accident that I bumped
1: into three D printing. But oh boy, I'm I'm so uh, happy with this accidental passion because back then the industry was much simpler.
0: Mm-hmm. For
1: anything below hundred thousand, you either get a dimension from Stratasys or you got a Z Corp machine. There yeah. was nobody else. This is before the Envision uh, Si. From 3D System at 100K. So it was um, a simpler world, easier, really not really, didn't have a competitor because we were Stratasys and, and Zika were both promoting 3D printing. Yeah. Imagine a world where people don't know 3D printing. The resellers of, of the 3D CAD company do not know 3D printing, and even the CAD company don't care about 3D printing. Yeah. So this is really about the, uh, evangelizing and promoting the group and the industry and it was only prototyping back then so the name of the game back then was either you want a strong part or you want beautiful presentation model in full color so that was the the two pitches that were going on back then but uh, it's uh, it's become a little bit more crowded now the last over the last 17 years
0: yes it has uh, and uh, welcome it's a welcome crowded because there's a lot of great things happening and it's each, each company, even big and small companies, small companies are pushing the large company that might get a little stagnant with what they're doing, or maybe too focused on one particular technology. And we see so many things improving with the, the machines and the materials and the way that people are approaching 3D printing and looking at the production side of it when you go over to additive. But, you know, again, your experience lately has been with Aribo getting things going over there. And I know you're in Boston. So so how have things been going, you know, during this time over the pandemic with everything happening? It looks like the things have been thriving for you i know that you've even started a new company from that for the the bike itself right it's the super strata and uh that's really interesting to see that uh you know because uh, there's a lot of great things happening in materials uh, composites is a really big highlight and then there's of course ceramics too that's really getting a, a good uh, you know time right now that people are starting to invest and looking at what can be done and the technology is just coming up to par to really make that happen so wow th- that's an amazing you know two companies right now talk a little bit about that and how those things have come to play
1: yeah so um, I left uh, uh Tesla metal uh, late last year And then I took the time off, took my family to Patagonia, which I really appreciate. Uh, They appreciate it now with COVID. Yeah. uh, But it was really far away. But back then I was looking at, so what's the next big thing? What should I do next? Uh, So I took my time and I was looking to ceramic. I was looking to cement, 3D printing, tissue, meat, um, but then composite. And, And I was like, well, I spent a lot of my career in prototyping and plastic. I promoted metal for manufacturing. Yeah. But somehow we seem to overlook that in between you have composites and the fact that people don't even understand composite and what it can do, I was like, that could be interesting. So I was drawn to, to Arrivo for the robotics, feature the DD, which I haven't done before, even though yeah. I've done most of the other technologies. But also so with robotics, you have automation. Yep. And 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 so I like that and I really like the people and it's not just a startup. It's a startup that who has spent the last six years maturing the technology, which is very different than desktop metal starting with nothing and like jumping off a cliff and building the plane at the same time. Here I have something. I just yeah. need to find a market for it. So that so that was refreshing. But I also came to the conclusion one of the and what can i do different and i try to look at what are the biggest challenges in the industry and it's the software in my opinion mm-hmm. and then within the software a lot of people are saying well designing for additive and i was like we've been pushing and promoting and wishing more people will improve designing for additive and then i look into that it's like why isn't it the solution then it, it dawned on me that most of the designing for additive approaches are done, still fragmented, really the, the software company, they do not understand, they don't, they're not 3D printing manufacturer. Mm. So they do not understand they don't have the hardware, they don't have the software slicing toolpath, but they also don't understand very different material behave differently, the different parameters. And therefore, in my opinion, that designing for additive, for it to really grow, it's just like, designing for additive, in, in my opinion, is like 3D printing. It is very broad. Mm -hmm. But for designing for additive, in my opinion, to really uh, uh, grow is in these early days, it has to be designed for additive for that machine, for that material, for that parameter, because if you do all this to polish optimization and you say, oh, I have a better uh, design, well, how do you make that in ceramic? How do you make that in metal? How do you make that in polymer? It's completely different. Yeah, and a lot of people don't isotropic? realize that. They don't understand that. Correct. Is it isotropic or anisotropic? Is it directional? Yeah. So, so that, that drew me to to uh, reveal. A uh, reveal is actually, if I learn anything from desert metal, desktop metal is in, in the core was really a sintering company, a furnace. That was the uniqueness that nobody, unique selling point that nobody had. Yeah. manufacturers i would say vivo is actually not the robotic and automation is
0: actually the software because oh. it's really powerful nice nice so it's its own proprietary software uh, excuse me I, i'm not familiar with it so what exactly is that software
1: so uh, wouldn't it be nice so uh, most uh, 3d printing company today all their software is mainly just import your typical CAD, take a solid and then slicing up and then you just uh, print it. That is uh, the typical process. But wouldn't it be nice if your software that came with the machine uh, imported all the typical CAD, but will do a additive FEA analysis, stress analysis and all the constraints, do a loop of uh, topology optimization and keep doing that loop. And once you're happy with that, Given the parameter, you do a simulation, a virtual printing with collision detection. Can you actually make it and with support generation? And then, before then, after all that, from importing to do uh, additive FEA analysis and topology optimization, and then you do the simulation and then you do print. How many companies you know in 3D printing today that offers all that in one? for that specific material for peak is different for for, uh, nylon is different for that carbon fiber at that temperature at which speed for surface finish or you want throughput all of that is done for for that system so it's very close loop but you get really optimization for designing for additive it's actually designing for a Rebo's DED continuous carbon fiber and this is I think this is the right approach that all manufacturers should adopt.
0: Yeah, so you've really fine-tuned the approach to, a, like you were saying, the carbon fiber. Wow, it's a really amazing material, right? And so to be able to come up with a process to look at that, and that's, that's the ecosystem of the process, right? You were saying design for additive, but okay, what, ha- what really is happening here from, you know, from cradle to grave? There's a lot to look at. And, um, you know, a lot of people are just looking at the machine and then they they, they back out from the machine and uh, really, you know, taking it from the before the design, you know, looking at the material, what the characteristics are, what you can do with the process and then bringing it in and going through all those steps, seeing the iterations that can be made. You know, coming up with the right solution depending upon the application, that's uh, got to be amazing with the carbon fiber side, and, and to see what you've been doing, and even now starting the the, uh, the newer company for for the bike is is something that's it's just a benefit of it's one of the benefits. Obviously, it looks like there could be many that come off of uh, the or the original company. So it's it's interesting to see that you're doing that with software. I didn't know that side about the company, so that that's good to hear.
1: And neither did I. Didn't die. So it's kind of funny that uh, once you look on the hood, it's actually. Maybe there's a reason for everything, and maybe once I look deeper then I was like, you guys, the software is amazing. So yeah, that, it just got me excited. You brought up Superstrata. It's really a uh, so so let me make it very clear. Superstrata is a brand of Arivo. Gotcha. We did such we did such a fantastic job that actually people <laughs> thought I changed job again. Again, you just, yeah. like you just joined AV very much and now but, he's changing again. Yeah. So so what we did was as most 3D printing company, when you start out, you want to have some few hero parts, marketing parts to promote yeah. your technology. And ideally, you want to have a big brand name to do so, but it takes forever and they don't move fast. Mm-hmm. So with the experience of doing the Emery bike two years ago and the e-motor e-scooter, we're like, we just do it ourselves. But we are a 3D printing company. That has not changed. But we decided to do a technology demonstrator and also a marketing demonstrator. Wouldn't it be cool that a marketing department is not a cost center, but actually a revenue generating.
0: Very important thing. Yeah.
1: Especially in this time. So we had hope for maybe let's do this a marketing hack. Let's see if we can sell some bike. Uh, let's call it Super Strata to separate it uh, from, uh, from a revo because uh, we will have many brands. Because we are a three D printing company, you can you can imagine us doing baby strollers, furniture, golf club, tennis racket. Um, so there will be uh, many different facets. So we began building our own marketing uh, hero part by doing a technology demonstrator, and the bike frame was what we thought was suitable for continuous carbon fiber. And notice, it was not that we didn't like the seat 2 it's mm-hmm. just because. We can we change carbon fiber. So this simpler unibody uh, part geometry, it's all about the geometry, right? Yeah. It was, let's just cut the seat. We don't need it because we just have carbon fiber. So uh, it was a, 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 a fun uh, exercise. We had hoped for this entire year that the, maybe the strata will get us $3 million in revenue. And and, and we uh, we are uh, really not making money on it, but we don't. Well, we don't need to make money on it, but we want to see if we can have these parts out because in a way, they are my benchmark that people mm. actually paid for. And at the same time, I'm filling up the, the, the print farm that we are building, the largest composite screen print farm using our technology. So we put 12 aquas in a river Vietnam and it's going to grow to 120 and then hundreds. And wow. um, so it's a good way to fill up your own print farm so, and hopefully with this inspiration that, that, that more bike company or new bike company, they, they want to enter in this space. And we start looking into this uh, in April, May, whether we should do it. Should it be a bike? Should it be a high-end, high-end piece of furniture? Uh, we decided on the bike in late May, did sketches mm-hmm. in June and start printing a few prototypes in July and shot it, and then we, wow. we we launched it. So from 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 sketch to idea to say let's do it to the first functional prototype was like five weeks.
0: Wow, that is impressive. Yeah, it's it's you were talking about a lot of the applications being towards you know lifestyle, <laughs> and then of course with the bike itself and and many other applications we're getting into a very important side of it right now is the urban mobility side. You know. Everyone, everyone nowadays is looking at ways to improve, you know, what they're doing inside of their own location. Not a lot of people are wanting to get on buses anymore, airplanes and things like this. So it only makes sense inside of the urban mobility uh, industry that people look at solutions like what you have here. And then all the benefits of how the bike is built. Uh, I'm sure there's a customization process also that can be included or no, I haven't looked into it. Is there?
1: There
0: is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, there's so many neat things that, you know, are implied and applied from 3D printing that, uh, you know, all of those little benefits and value can be added to what, what is coming out now in the industry for urban mobility. And so this bike in itself, wow, what an interesting solution to pop up, um, you know, and I see it in the background there, really beautiful and a cool looking bike. I mean, my gosh, it's- can, can you. Wow! Did yeah! Yeah! Crazy. Yeah! 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 Okay, so the price is up there, <laughs> but uh, you know, for, there's there's a market for that, and the, the people that use it. So it is a fully, you know, there's there's no motor in that bike, obviously, right? So
1: actually, so the uh, uh, so the Super Strata actually comes in two versions. Okay, we design it in unibody without the seat tube. But whether you want a road, uh, a road bike or an e bike, the frame was designed so you can put the battery inside or, or not. So oh, wow. it's actually the same. So we really want to. So it's going to be good for the industry yeah. that we're doing this. But we're also showing with that designing feature that you can have a bike that doesn't look like uh, an e bike that doesn't look like an uh, an e bike. is cool. But the mass customization is really what's uh, what's interesting.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I know that the, with, with the, uh, the startup mentality, it's important to have those kind of value benefits into what you're doing out there. And everything that's been happening in our industry, there's a lot of startups, of course, that you've been highlighting that have had success in the market today. Um, what do you see as some of the ones that are, are kind of not in the, the picture, you know, or people might... Want to look at that aren't paying attention to now? So,
1: I think there's a lot of interesting technologies coming out. So, mm-hmm. with a recession, if you look at the last recession, well, a lot of talent was uh, was deployed or let go, yeah. but they still love 3D printing. So, you should expect a lot of innovation to still come out of those. Um, newer metal technology, faster metal technology, MHD, what Xerox is doing is interesting. But short term, I will say I'm interested. uh, I like uh, Inkbit, what they're doing, Inkbit MITs, because they're taking 3D printing to the next level. Why do do 3D printing systems not have eyes and brains? Well, Mm. what do I mean by that? Why do they not have, uh, for real manufacturing, why do they not have vision and data and machine learning so that you can actually... Don't have to worry about your deposition rate or speed or quality because once you have that data, you can offset in the next uh, layer of deposition. So that is interesting to me to have uh, eyes and brain. Yeah, and and it's really about if we are to move 3D printing regardless of material into manufacturing, the quality has to be high. You have to insist to quality management, but you definitely need productivity so what uh, azul 3d is doing outside uh, chicago is yeah. interesting really strong material property but doing it uh, super fast so i think the uh, throughput and speed is is um, extending what hp and carbon were already doing so i would say those two uh, company uh, is interesting to me but uh, on the metal side making laser part of it more affordable like uh, one click metal powered by trump is exciting because the two things that I like about One Click, uh, One Click Metal is the uh, ease of use. All these are cartridges making it safer for the the customer, but it was also designed with modularity for reliability and ease of service mm. um, so that a lot of the component that could have failure is now consumable. Therefore, your uptime will be better because you just replenish those as a consumable. So I like this new franchise approach. And those come from smaller company, which is why I always like smaller startup because you can make a difference and you can take risks. You can do crazy stuff like Indiegogo. Let's say, we, uh, let's, let's do a bike because we can. And now the challenge is let's make it uh, and let's take it to the next level. And if Chanola Ducati want to be in the e-bike market, which was perfect timing for us. So the COVID actually helped us with the depletion of supply chain in China, Taiwan, not being able to get bikes. We're doing it using robots, and so our timing could not be more uh, better time.
0: Yeah, that that is exciting. It is a a weird uh, combination right now, a perfect storm of. You know, companies are actually stepping up and doing different things. And then with the change, there's becoming a more of a need for those kind of quick solutions to happen that are very advanced. And, uh, you know, this advanced manufacturing technology we're seeing with the robotics, with the AI, with a lot of the different customization that's going on really interesting, intriguing to the to the market out there. So I'm looking forward to seeing all the new things that are coming out. And um, you talked a bit about, you know, what, what's going on in the industry. I think the first, uh, what it was about the first 15 years, it went from, was it the 1 billion mark to the 10 billion mark after about 15 years? And then now we're looking at going from 10 billion to 100 billion in the next, you know, five to 10 years. So wow, there's a lot of amazing opportunity out there. And obviously a, a lot of need is happening inside of what we're going through right now. So it's important to have companies like Aravo and, and, and then things that are springing off with the uh, advanced mobility, the ability to actually have something so customized that is, that is now made with a specialized material. I know I have a Great friend of mine who is a very a big uh, bike enthusiast, and when you posted that, I I went ahead and forwarded to him. I said, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And he was like, "Wow, you know that, that is really interesting. I want to I want to ride one, you know." So uh, the the interest and the need is there, and uh, it's a beautiful thing when you can help the community with the product. You know, that's that is really the crux of what we're doing here is helping each other improve, you know, and these are the processes that improve manufacturing, that improve the communities out there and improve the lifestyles that we all have. So what a great industry to be part of. Um, so I, you know, we talked a lot about a lot, a lot of great things and, uh, it's wonderful to have you here today. Is there anything, any events coming up or, or is, it, is there a website that people could find out more information? Um, so we were hoping and
1: planning for in, initially for Formnex and Eurobike.
0: Yeah. Uh, with COVID, uh, we
1: postponed everything. So everything is online. We will be starting a series of uh, webinars talking about our journey for the e-model and the E scooter that we were supposed to launch at JEC in Paris back yeah. in March. So, what we are doing right now, I would say, will probably be like a road show. Uh, we are optimizing the strider for production version, uh, and I hope to have a few of those very soon. and I will be uh, driving around downtown Boston and, and showing people and test, let people test driving it because awesome, you yeah. have to make it real, right? Because People are skeptical, like, okay, you're only skeptical until you sat on it. and Yep, it. So
0: yep. just just it like free. my buddy that wanted to ride it right away, right? That's the first reaction you get. Let me go test drive it, you know, and then the rest, you get the feedback of how good it really is after that. If the customer enjoys it, it's on, you know, so that's, but, that is beautiful.
1: But let me show you some insight. Perfect. We actually had more people buying the e-bike than the road bike. So e-mobility, the electric Feature was really in high demand, but think about it: people want to be healthy. They don't want to drive around. They don't right. want to commute in buses and trains and planes. Uh, forget planes, but for um, urban mobility, the e-bike is going to be the way uh, moving forward, and also e-scooters. So this is going to be huge. I, I wouldn't be surprised there will be a lot of more people using, uh, looking to e-mobility. And what's interesting is. When we did this, all the bike companies, like uh, all the cyclists, is like, wow, this is not uh, less than one kilo. Well, it's not a $10,000 Tour de France winning Pinarello, okay? This is a bike for people, the first-time buyer, who yeah. want to be healthy, who want to have something that looks cool. It looks like an $8,000 e-bike. And it's, yeah, and, and we're selling it for four. And you need to go, you can get it for two. It's like... Uh, 90% of our buyer are actually first-time buyer because they want to be healthy, want something that looks cool. And hopefully it won't be stolen in the first week they're using it, but... Uh, <laughs> hey, internal tracking system,
0: right? Hey,
1: what an idea. That's why, we have, that's why we have security.
0: Yeah, yeah. That always has to be built in nowadays. Uh, and such a beautiful bike. it's uh, Yeah, that's a uh, prime target. So, uh, oh boy, right? But um, yeah, well, good to know that you're doing a lot of great things to keep that up to par with what's happening. And to also be uh, pay, paying attention to the customers out there. Because, of course, the customer is the most important thing. We can come up with all the great ideas. But if nobody wants it, what's the what's the point? So, yeah. Yeah, really interesting well again hey thanks for being here Tawan it it's been wonderful to talk to you and I look forward to seeing a lot of great things coming from you in the future and all the things you're involved in so let's keep in touch and uh, you have a wonderful day thanks for stopping by thanks for having me thanks all for right, Tuan. All, all right, Tawan. alright no problem you take care